to Welcome to Sports Med Res's This Week in Review podcast, where we highlight the recent news in sports medicine research. Over the past two weeks, we've had three posts on sportsmedres.org. That's res.org. In the first post, we reported on a study where the authors found that chronic traumatic enthalopathy, which is often described as CTE, is present in people without a history of contact sports, repeated concussions, or subconcussion head impacts. In the second post, we summarized a study where the authors found that helmetless tackling and blocking training may reduce the number of head impacts among high school American football players. And finally, in the third post, we described the study where the authors found that a patient is more likely to report acceptable symptom states at two years after an anterior cruciate ligament reconstruction if they were male, over the age of 30 years, and had good limb symmetry for strength and hop performance at six months after surgery. If we take a closer look at that first post, we find that the authors applied the consensus criteria for neuropathology of CTE to an autopsy case series of eight men who were between 54 to 82 years of age and had no history of participation in contact or collision sports. It's noteworthy that two of the eight had a history of traumatic brain injury. From each case, organ samples were collected to determine primary cause of death. A neuropathologist who was unaware of the person's age, personal history, and clinical history examined the brain samples to assess macroscopic findings such as ischemic contusions or hemorrhage, and microscopic findings such as the extent of abnormal tau protein and neurofibrillary tangle accumulation abnormalities. Lastly, electronic medical records and family surveys were collected to determine family and general medical history such as drug problems, brain injury, history of sport participation. The macroscopic assessment revealed no specific irregularities in seven of the eight patients. However, one of the two cases with a single history of traumatic brain injury had CTE pathology. Furthermore, five out of six cases with no history of brain injury met the criteria for CTE. The authors found that 75% of the small case series met the neuropathological criteria for CTE, but none of the men had a known history of participation in contact sports or history of multiple concussions. This is important because some research have asserted that CTE is a pathology that only afflicts those in contact sports. However, CTE may affect those with neurodegenerative diseases or drug addictions. Finding CTE among people without a history of contact sport participation is actually consistent with two larger studies that have found CTE in about 1-6% to of people. It remains unclear if these signs of CTE have any effect on the patient, such as dementia or neurocognitive dysfunction, or if these are common signs of aging in the brain. Larger prospective studies are desperately needed to understand the risk for CTE 
and how we should design prevention strategies before we make haphazard recommendations. Currently, medical professionals should continue to educate their patients, parents, and coaches about the risk of not reporting concussions and proper management and return to play protocols. But they should also address concerns about CTE that could lead them to make unhealthy decisions about not participating in sport. It is vital that athletes and parents understand that CTE is found in the general population. And despite common media attention, we are only beginning to really understand who is at risk for CTE and why. It is that question that needs to be answered so that we can make informed policies in the future. Don't forget that we also share extra material on social media. This week, we rolled out our newly designed website. Please take a moment and check out the new website that has access to our past podcasts, article summaries, and webinars. If you experience any issues with the site or RSS feeds, please let us know. And if you're an athletic trainer who's looking for evidence-based practice CEUs, then please check out our seven online evidence-based practice courses that are available through the Human Kinetics website. We'll have links to our summaries and the courses on our new website and in our show notes. Remember, you can always follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn. We'll be back next week with more sports medicine research. Until then, have a fun one.